Yeah, I literally apologize. But at least I could probably get your name right this time, though. <laughs> like, last name right this time, though. But uh, I literally apologize about it. Practice round. That was like a pregame pre -game batting practice or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. And hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Talk of Fame podcast. Uh, part two, basically, to me and Mickey. But I'm super excited for today's episode because I'm interviewing Phyllis Ambassador, former MOB All-Star, 1988 Olympic gold medalist, three-time All-Star, 1993 NL champion, Mickey Morandi. A lot of you know I'm a huge baseball fan, and obviously coming from Pennsylvania and living outside of Philly, you know, we, I basically, me and my family are Phillies fans, and I basically grew up going to Phillies games. And, like, I just really appreciate having Mickey on. This is, like, seriously amazing to have to speak with Mickey. Obviously, being a former Philly, this is, you know, like, with the fans and everything. I remember you mean you were talking about this a bit ago, but, like, Philly fans and being part of the team, whether it's on the field or even a fan, like, it's – um very energetic to be part of this organization and i just really appreciate you um taking the time to come on i'm super excited to chat with you yeah yeah i'm excited to be on um you know i've been part of this organization since let's see 1989 to be honest with you so almost uh what is that 30 years i guess almost um so i've had various roles from player to coach to ambassador um i've done all kind of different things for the organization but uh you know, I've, I I love the city. I love the fans. Um, it's a great time to be a sports fan here in Philadelphia. You know, the Eagles mm -hmm. go to the Super Bowl. The Phillies go to World Series. Mm -hmm. The Sixers go deep in the playoffs, you know, for the most part every year. Hopefully the Flyers can turn things around. But uh, the Union, I think the soccer team went to the championship as well. So um, great time to be a Philly, uh, Philly fan. And I'm just really, really happy to be part of the Phillies organization. Mm -hmm. like 2022 is seriously like a great year for Philly sports like with the Phillies going to World Series like the Flyers making playoffs and Eagles making the World Series like it was seriously probably the best time in sports even though I think all of them lost during 2022 I believe <laughs> but at least like but it was still amazing time during sports though like with going to Phillies games I mean my family went down a couple of games and got to witness some going through the World Series and everything which is amazing but like with being like a coach and I know you were coaching the um Iron Fist or something right in the minors yeah I coached yeah from for about five years in the minors Ooh, so like with like being part of organization you went from a player coach etc like how would you describe being part of Philly, Philly's organization? Like, how does it kind of mean to be part of it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, an awesome organization. It really is. Um, it was all really gone back to Dave Montgomery, who used to be oh. the president of the team um, all through the 90s and, and early 2000s. <laughs> Unfortunately, he passed away a, a few years ago. But he really – he really started a family. Uh, Phillies are very family-oriented. Yeah. Uh, take care of their alumni. We, we have uh, Alumni Weekend actually coming up, mm -hmm. uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, where they're going to honor the 93 and 83 teams that went to the playoffs. Um, so they're really good about just taking care of their own, and, and they really care about the fans. I know uh, Mr. Middleton wants mm -hmm. nothing but a winner here. He wants the World Series you know, trophies every year. He's not afraid to go out and spend money. and But uh, they really care about the fans, and they do so much out in the community. Um, as an ambassador of the Phillies, 
we are going out in the community and doing things for the homeless and going to the hospitals and doing all kinds of different things out in the community. And that's what the Phillies are all about. Mm -hmm. Especially being part of his organization, like John Middleton, like did such an amazing job at his organization while he's been working here. He's been working, been with the Phillies for a couple of years now, but like with having like a lot of my nights, I, I used to go, I remember going a couple of years ago, I met a bunch of players and it was like, when you have those moments, like old teams or players coming back each year, I, it's usually, I think every August of each season, I think it usually is. And yep. so when, like, me, my sometimes me and my dad would go down for a game or something to go to, like, to the Alumni weekend. But, like, when you go back to see old players and see, um, and go watch a game, like, you sister, it kind of like reminds us, like, okay, well, like, to see old players and new players come and go, it is like, it just brings so much joy, not only in Phillies fans' life, but, like, your own lives, like, bring back memories of being on this field and being part of this organization. And I just saw earlier, I don't know if you saw this, too, but, like, a part of the 2008 picture of Cole Hamill's that's just Nazi's retirement, which I was, like, I it was, like, a long time coming, though. Like, it was, yeah. like, I'm a huge Cole Hamill's fan. Like, he's probably my favorite pitcher in, like, well, former pitcher and well, I should probably say in the um like MLB because of course I grew up watching Cole Hamill's pitch but then like he's played with um like he had like an amazing career like he literally went from Phillies to a bunch of Cubs like Rangers he went all over the place but then like when you see the alumni come back over they chase out Lee you um Charlie Manuel with some a big alumni in the organization it just like brings memories to how like those players kind of impacted this organization no question about it they do an alumni hall of fame weekend is what they call mm -hmm. it or wall of fame i'm sorry and they'll put a couple more uh players in the wall of fame in a couple of weekends but when you you know when you have those nights and you see steve carlton and mike schmidt from the 1980 world series yeah. team you know that hits a certain group of people older people that remember that 80 team and then you have the 93 team that went to the world series and came up a little short and that hits a certain group of fans and then the 08 team you know mm -hmm. and now we have 2022 and 23 team with all these great players on it now so you get a little bit of obviously you get a lot of history um going back um when you have weekends like that and i think the fans really appreciate that and it brings back a lot of great memories for a lot of fans Oh, yeah. And, like, you were basically a former MLB All-Star, 1988 Olympic gold medalist, three-time All-Star. Well, all, all big time, my bad. But 1993 NL champion. But how did you kind of manage to get these amazing rewards and opportunities for your career? Because you had such an amazing career through the minors, majors, and work with this organization. Like, how did you kind of manage to get these opportunities and work hard towards it throughout your career? Yeah. You know, one is working hard. I worked hard. I busted my butt. I, I always had the motto, don't ever let anybody outwork me. And I don't think I ever did that. Uh, I worked very hard at my craft. Um, I always go back. This is a fun a fun little story I always tell because I do a lot of kids camps and, you know, things with the youth. And when I was young, probably eight or nine years old, we had a one unattached car garage. So you had your 12-inch cylinder block, you had the garage door, and then you had another 12-inch cylinder block, but it was not attached to the house. And we had a stone driveway back in the day. And I would get about 30 or 40 feet away from that garage, and I'd have a tennis ball in my glove, and I'd throw a ball, and I'd try and hit that 12-inch cylinder block on the right-hand side. Now, if I missed that cinder block on the right, there was a steep hill after my garage. I'd have to go chase the tennis ball, and I really didn't want to have to do that every time. 
And if I missed to the left, I'd hit the garage door. And I definitely didn't want to do that because my mom would get really mad at me. So I learned accuracy in my throwing. And the other thing I learned is when that ball came back on that stone driveway, it would do some funky things and I'd have to try and catch it. Well, I used to do that all the time. I'd make a game out of it. And I a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm ranked 14th all time in fielding percentage for second baseman in the history of oh, baseball. Really? And I really attribute it to the things I did when I was young, throwing that tennis ball against the wall and doing those types of things and playing games with my brother and playing a lot of wiffle ball and fast pitch tennis ball and all this stuff. So, um, you know, it was just uh, I worked hard. I, I stayed healthy for the most part. The only injury I really ever had that, that cut my career a little bit short was a torn rotator cuff. And I was 34 years old at the time and, you know, winding down my career. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of hard work and, and being in the right place at the right time and having the right people see me play. Mm -hmm, definitely. And, like, do you think, um, from your perspective, like, do you think the Phillies will have the same success as they did um, during the 22 season to now? Like, do you think, like, they'll kind of be around the same way they were last year? They should. I mean, I think they're more talented this year than they were last year. I mean, they brought in Tejon Walker. They brought in a couple of bullpen pieces. They just traded for Lorenzen. Uh, they brought in Trey Turner, even though he's struggling right now. He's a big part of this team. Um, and you got, you know, the, the young kids in Bohm and, and Stodd are just playing out of their minds right now. So I think they're better than they were last year. And I think uh, this August is going to be huge for them because they have 22 home games. So they have a lot of home games in August, and I think this is their opportunity to take off. And I, I, I think they're the best team in the wild card race here. Yeah. And all they have to do is get in, and and they got as good as chance as anybody. Mm -hmm. Especially with the players and lineup they have, like especially with the trade deadline, they got some bullpen and stuff in which they needed very badly is the bullpen. And, yeah. like, when they, like, even with last year, like, their struggle was bullpen, not last year as well. But then a lot of people didn't expect the Phillies to go into the, like, playoff. They expected, like, kind of, like, before previous years, they wouldn't make it to the playoffs. Like, they haven't made it to the playoffs in years. I think they made the wild card, but I don't think they made the playoffs. I could be wrong. But yeah. I don't think they made the playoffs besides the, like, the wild card. But then when you see the players like Bryce Harper, and so I know Bryce Harper just got surgery and he's starting to get back a little bit now. But, um, like, when you see those players like Trey Turner and Reese Hoskins, which is out, I think he's Reese Hoskins out for the year. But when you see all these, like, lineups and everything with Alex Ball coming up and um, there's just so many guys, like, it's like when you see these um, – this team and compared to last team, like you have around the same young guys that you had from last year and a bunch of new guys that like you trying to build kind of that enthusiasm to make it to the World Series, even though they didn't win last year, but it was a close run. But then at the same time, you're like, okay, well, it's the same group of guys. Like what could be bad about having the same guys with the new, new, new players? Right. Yeah, it's um, it's a fun group to watch. I think the offense has been a little disappointing overall. Mm -hmm. I expected more from this offense, and hopefully, you know, in August and September, we get a chance to see this offense really take off. But it's a very talented uh, group of players. The starting pitching staff is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, once we get Alvarado back in the bullpen, that bullpen is going to be really solid again. So I'm looking forward to them. Like I said, they got 22 home games in, in August. 
their schedule is not that strong. They have they have Kansas City coming up. They have Washington. They have Detroit, Minnesota teams. They all should beat. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to them to take off and, and and jump out ahead in this wild card race. Oh yeah, and like when you were playing, whether it's like in the minors or in the majors, like how did you kind of build yourself to kind of go higher into the minors to go to majors? Yeah, like I know like when you started out, once you got drafted by the Phillies, I think it was 1988, right? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. one, like once you kind of got drafted, like how did you kind of build your way up to a Triple A, Double A to the majors? Well, I was pretty lucky. When you know, when you get drafted and you start your professional career, you really don't know what to expect. You don't know what the talent level is going to be. You just kind of go out there and hope you're good enough to compete. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate that I got off to a really good start as a minor leaguer. I hit 338 in Spartanburg, which was low A at the time, and I got moved up the same year to Clearwater, which was high A, and I hit over 300 there. And then I got moved up again in the same year to Double A to Reading. And hit 360 there. So I had a really good first year, and that really turned some heads in the organization. So um, I was only in the minors for two years, which is really a short period of time uh, overall. But I was pretty lucky. But, uh, you know, I just started out hot and kept that that momentum going, and and the confidence was there. And I was fortunate enough to make it to the big leagues in a couple years. Now, when I got to the big leagues, I struggled a little bit early in my career. I only hit about 240, around 250 my first year or two. But once I once I got my feet settled in and I knew I belonged, I kind of took off and um, ended up hitting about 270 career average in the big leagues. So I, I, I was pretty happy with, uh, with my career. And, you know, to play 11 years in the big leagues, that's something to be very proud of. Oh, yeah. Like... Like when you like which player, whether it's like the Phillies organization or other organization that you play for, who do who was a kind of like your favorite teammate that you played with? Whether it's like a like an old teammate or yeah. like a couple weeks. You know, ago? I think well, I had a couple really good teammates. Kevin Stalker, who came up in '93 as our shortstop, he's he's always been a good friend of mine. He's now the radio one of the radio broadcasters with Scott Fransky. So. Um, he was one of my good friends. Now, we only played together, I think, four years with the Phillies, but uh, he was a good friend of mine. But my all-time favorite uh, Philly was Darren Dalton. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was like a father figure to me. He taught me a lot about playing in the big leagues, playing herd, dealing with the media, all kind of different things. Um, so, yeah, I think those two guys were two of my favorite teammates. Ooh, Dalton is actually pretty amazing. Like, every time I would go to the Phillies games, I literally see people have jerseys of him. Like, it's just pretty cool yeah. how much those players and previous players have an impact on the fan base. So, even if it's, like, new players like Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Jason Romito, right. like, one of those players that, that has a kind of an impact, like, all previous players have on, like, the generation of uh, Philly fans, whether it's um the nineteen ninety three fans, two thousand eight, of course, with being the World Series, but it is crazy to see how many players kind of leave as like a legacy or like an impact in the fans. Well, I know Darren was a popular pet player, and not how I know that is. I know a lot of kids. Well, they were they were kids back then, but now they're adults. They're named Dalton. So oh, a really? lot of Name their kids Dalton. Then two thousand. The 2000s came, especially 2008. Now there's a lot of Chases being named because of Chase Utley. So, like my brother is actually named Chase. Actually, my brother's literally named after Chase Utley. 
Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. And my cousins are named out of Cole Hamels, Shane Pitarino. Like, it's literally just a bound of line named out of Philly's players, I swear. Like, but that's how you show my Philly's, Philly's players after you literally get named out of the players. Yeah. But, like, what was kind of, like, your favorite part about playing for the Phillies as a whole? Like, do you, like, what's kind of like your favorite part, like, the fans, atmosphere? Like, what's kind of, like, your favorite part about it? I think one my teammates i miss the one thing i do miss about playing is being in that clubhouse and just you know the camaraderie with your teammates but i also miss the fans i miss these great fans they were so good to me when i was playing i, I think they you know we get a bad rap here in philly is because we boo a lot but uh like i said they're so passionate and they're so knowledgeable and uh, as long as you go out, play the game the right way, play hard, uh, these fans are going to support you. And that's what I like about this city in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, like, as an ambassador, like, for the Phillies, like, how do you, like, you and the other ambassadors at the Phillies kind of try to get back to the community, like, as ambassadors? Like, I know, like you said, like, you go to, like, basically help out with kids at training camps, like, and stuff like that. Like, how do you guys try to get back to, like, the yeah, community? We do all kinds of different things. I, I go to the ball games and I mingle with fans and sponsors and hang out and talk to, you know, fans and sponsors. Now, we'll do things out in the community. Um, we do a lot of youth clinics, baseball clinics. We do a lot with the RBI program. Uh, we visit hospitals. We go to schools. Um, so I, I think the best thing that Milt Thompson is an ambassador with me, and the best thing we do as ambassadors is we go out, we show our face, um, we represent the Philadelphia Phillies, and uh, we're a part of a lot of uh, things going on in the city that uh, – you know, some mis you know, unfortunate people, you know, we do a lot with homeless people and things like that in the city. So we just want to go out and show our support for all these people in Philadelphia that have supported us throughout the years. Oh, I love that. Like, like, especially with being the trade deadline just ended a couple of days ago and like how the Phillies did, like, how do you think, like, how would you kind of rate how the Phillies did during the trade deadline this year? I, I don't think they needed to do a lot. They're so talented. Like, if you would ask me at the beginning of the year, I would have said there's no way they need to go out and get a hitter, not with the yeah. lineup that they have. Now, they have struggled a little bit, and there was talk about getting a left fielder, but I like what they did. They got another starter. We weren't real deep in the starting uh, pitching area. We needed another starter, and they went out and got a pretty good one. He pitched yesterday and went eight innings and only gave up a couple runs. So, uh, I think he, they're fine. I, uh, we didn't give up any, you know, big minor league prospects. Um, I think this team is good enough. The way they came into the season, they're good enough to win a World Series. Yeah, definitely. Like, when I was, like, when it, like, the trade that was approaching, like, I was like, this is, like, there's no way they shouldn't be trading kind of, like, big players, like, in their lineup. It's like, because they have, like, all sorts of lineup, like, Grace Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Gene Ruino, and the rest of their lineups, all their lineup. And I think, like, the Phillies lineup is one of the best lineups in baseball. Like, they have some talented players. And, like, especially if they did need to get players, they'd probably be somewhere in the bullpen. Because I was like, even they have starting pitching, their starting pitching is one of the best, too. Yeah. Like, the problem is like, when they go into the bullpen, it's just like when they do that, it kind of goes a little bit of a, I will say, downfall once the thing comes in. So, like, when, like, I'll say probably when they came into the trade deadline, I feel like when they came to approach it, I feel like they needed to kind of rather get 
pitchers in in the bullpen rather than kind of a train like pl- actual players like, in the lineup or sign pitchers rather than get people for their bullpen. Yeah, you know, Alvarado's been hurt here. Once they get him back, um, I think the bullpen's going to be just fine. Uh, Severino seems to be pitching much better. You know, Kimbrough is a pleasant surprise. He's done a great job in the back end of that bullpen. Um, so I think I think we're going to be fine. I really do. Like I said, August is a great month to, to jump out here with 22 home games, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can uh, you know take the lead in this wild card spot and be, get ready for uh, October baseball. That's for sure. Right. The October baseball is literally like I'm sure with every baseball fan, including me, is like the best time of year for baseball. Yeah. Even if your team's not in it, like it's just like it's like always great to watch. It kind of with me, I'm a, of course we were talking about the story. I'm a Dodger fan, but like in the Philly fan, Chase Utley actually made me a, a Dodger fan. Not gonna yeah. lie, but right. that's the reason why I became a Dodger fan was Chase Utley. But then like once he retired, I just kind of stuck with it. But then like when they're not in the World Series or in the playoffs, I'm like, okay, well if the Philly, if the Dodgers are not in the World Series and the Phillies are. Last year, I'm like, I'm not as well as root for the Phillies. Why not? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, but, but, like, <laughs> from, like, the 1993 Phillies team, like, what would you say is most likely to come in and out of retirement? Oh, gosh. Who who would I want to see come out of retirement? Yeah. Like, who do you think will most likely to come out of retirement in 2023 than when the, like, the season ends to go back into retirement? <laughs> Um, I would love to see John Crutt come out of retirement and go go hit about 350 as a 50. I don't know how old John is now. He's got to be 60 years old. But uh, that would be fun to see. And I'd love to see Kurt Schilling on the mound pitching for the Phillies again. He was such a big part of that team. So maybe those two guys. Or I could maybe I can go out and come off the bench and get a couple of pinch hits. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I would definitely love to see that, though. Like, yeah. Players come back for a game and take out wrestler players and just come back for a game. See how you guys do. We might not have trouble hitting the ball. Our issue would be trying to get to first base without pulling a hamstring or something. Yeah, that's actually something I do want to see. Like that, that, that might have to keep that in mind. But um, what is something about being a former former MLB player or someone that was in the MLB that people don't expect? You know, I just think that we're normal people. Um, we, you know, we just happen to play a sport that, especially nowadays is, you know, it's on TV every day and there's so much social media now, you know, Mm -hmm. when I played, there was no social media, you know, there were no phones, no Instagram, no Twitter, no Facebook, any of that stuff. Um, so if you didn't see us at the ballpark or occasionally on TV, you, you didn't know a lot about us. So we're just normal people. We, we love playing baseball. Um, you know, a lot of times we get, we get pigeonholed because, you know, baseball players or athletes in general make so much money, Yeah. Uh, but we're normal people. We have families, we have kids, we love our families. Uh, we do the same things that everybody else does. We go to movies, you know, we, we play pickleball, we play golf, we do all the things that normal people do. And, um, it's just that, you know, we're in the limelight a little bit more because we're so much on TV and, and social media. Mm-hmm. That's what people I notice like like to do is whether you're like a baseball player, um, like or an athlete or like an actor or something. A lot of people don't realize like that people, especially athletes, are people on TV or in the limelight more, like are actual people. 
yeah. like when sometimes like I'll freak out over like celebrities or something or like athletes I'm thinking myself like at the same time I'm like these are actually normal people but they actually are in the limelight even more and because yeah. like, that's what I'm trying to kind of realize when I see like these people is that like even though they are in the like spotlight, whether they're on TV or something, but it's like it just sometimes make it very hard for people to kind of realize, oh, they're actually people. They're just like us, but like are doing something professionally, and millions of people know about them. Like it's just the difference of that being a normal human. It's that, like you are a normal human, but then uh, like it's just a difference between one person knowing you and a million people knowing you. Right, yeah. right, and you know. For the most part, athletes and actors and people in the limelight are good people. Now, you're always going to have your person that doesn't want to be bothered, you know, get away from me type of people. And yeah. and that as well. But, you know, they like their privacy more than others. But uh, for the most part, like I said, we're just normal people. And uh, the great thing about my ambassador's job is I get to mingle with fans. I get to meet so many great people that I just enjoy it and you know, we get to talk baseball and, and, and all kind of different topics. And that's that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm, for sure. It's like, that's the best part kind of like about like what we like specifically do. Even though like we do play baseball or do something professionally, like the best thing, like for me, it's like I know like the most important thing for me, I'm sure it's for, for you as well. But it's like the most important thing is kind of giving back to people and meeting new people and to kind of learn more about them and how much something made an impact on them, whether it's like Philly baseball made like how much it impacted them. Right. And I know with me, like well, baseball has made an impact on my life. I'm not, I'm sure for my brother, I'm sure it made more impact on him than it has on me. Yeah. Baseball and he hoping he's, he can make it to the MLB one day, whatever that's kind of like five, 10 years from now. And yeah. so like when he, like when you play baseball or just do something professionally, like the most important thing, well, for me, or I'm sure it's for you, but it's kind of giving back to people, meeting new people, and to kind of make a difference and make an impact on others. Yeah, and the great thing and, and, and that really, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of is, you know, I'll get so many fans that come up to me and say, hey, when you played, you signed a baseball for me, and you were so nice to my family, or, or you know, I got to meet you in 1993 at this event or that event. And, and so that's, I'm really proud that, you know, when I was playing that I was able to touch some people's lives and, um, and then I get a chance to, uh, you know, I touched their lives when they were younger and now I get a chance to uh, see them when they're older. And uh, that, that, that's really, that's really the great part of being an ambassador to the Phillies. Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember, like, I was telling you this earlier, but, like, I don't, like, I don't know if, like, people know this, but I actually met Mickey three years ago, my father. Like, I, like, I forget, like, like, I don't, I don't know if it was, like, I, like, hey, maybe it was, maybe on my weekend or something, or okay. ceremony or something, it probably was on my weekend, because I think I did go in 2019, but I, I did meet me with my father. And, like, I just remember, like, going up and seeing you. My dad's like, oh, that's Mickey. He used to play in the Phillies in yeah. the 80s, 90s and stuff. I'm like, are you sure? Are you serious? Like, I was like, I want to meet Mickey. Because I was yeah. being a big Philly fan and coming from a Phillies family meeting players, I'm like, let's go over here. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. Yeah. Let's do it. So, like, I did go up to him and meet you. But that, like, that's the best part about, like, being – uh, going to baseball games and stuff is that you get to meet and connect with players that you sure. love and adore and may, maybe never heard about before and get to know them, even though you probably never heard about them before. Or you just, 
you may have been a fan of them for years. So that's right. kind of the best part about baseball is you get to connect with them and learn more about them. And now you can Google them and really find out a lot of stuff about them, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Google, that's why Google is for here, right? That's right. But I wanted to thank you so much, Ricky, for coming on and taking the time. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for everything you're doing for Philly fans. I'm sure I'm coming from me and all Philly fans. I'm probably speaking for them. But like, I really appreciate everything you're doing. And I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to chat. It's great to chat with you again. And I wish you the best of luck with everything. And I hope to see you at a Philly game so hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're at a Phillies game and we cross paths, please stop and say hi. I'd love to chat with you some more. Of course, of course. Thank you so much. I'll definitely let you know next time I go down the game. We'll hopefully cross paths sometime soon. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thank you. Of course. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. You too.